0: Hello, my name is John Blevins. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Presbyterian in Northwest Knox, in the greater Knoxville area. Uh, Christ Church is a part of the Presbyterian Church in America. As Presbyterians uh, and our local churches, when the elders of those churches uh, are together, we refer to that as our session. And then when several PCA churches in a geographic area come together, and meet. Uh, That is part of what we call our presbytery. And then once a year in the Presbyterian Church of America, the PCA, uh, we have a general assembly in the summer that meets and at that we have elders coming from all the PCA churches across the country. And at last year's General Assembly, which was our 50th General Assembly, uh, we met. And one of the things that the elders did was to establish a commission to send a humble petition to the leadership of the federal civil magistrate. Uh, This humble petition that we, through our moderator, uh, have erected and and asked to do the work uh, of writing a humble petition Uh, regarding the protection of the lives and welfare of minor children from gender reassignment. Uh, That commission did its work and has completed it recently and sent this humble petition out on January 21st, 2024. Uh, We placed a written copy of this petition uh, on our website that you can locate and read at Come to Christ. Church, and as a way to help with uh, perhaps those who uh, prefer to watch or listen rather than read, uh, we are going. I'm going to uh, read this humble petition. Uh, the humble petition was sent, as I mentioned, to leadership in the civil magistrate at the federal level. Uh, we also, as a denomination, have encouraged the presbytery clerks to send this humble petition out to the leadership and the civil magistrate at the state level and at other local levels. So it is available there. I'll read now uh, the Presbyterian Church in America's humble petition uh, that was sent on January 21st, 2024 to the civil magistrate. January 21st, 2024, to the Honorable Joseph R. Biden, Jr., President of the United States, the Honorable Mike Johnson, Speaker, U.S. House of Representatives, The Honorable Chuck Schumer, Majority Leader, United States Senate. The Honorable Hakeem Jeffries, Democratic Leader, U.S. House of Representatives. The Honorable Mitch McConnell, Republican Leader, United States Senate. The Honorable John G. Roberts, Jr., Chief Justice, Supreme Court of the United States. Dear leaders of the United States government, We... The Presbyterian Church in America, the largest body of confessional Presbyterian and Reformed churches in North America consisting of more than 1,500 congregations and 374,000 members across the United States and Canada, humbly petition you to protect the lives and welfare of minor children from the physical, mental, and emotional harms associated with medical and surgical interventions for the purpose of gender reassignment. Furthermore, we call upon you to use your positions to promote the health, bodily integrity, and well-being of minors who are suffering from gender dysphoria and related conditions. We recognize the growing nationwide distress and concern over interventionist practices targeting children. While we acknowledge complexities around these issues, we share those concerns and urgently appeal to you to protect the nation's children. The basis for our appeal is that all people, young and old, Male and female are created in the image of God, as we read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, and James chapter 3, verse 9. This unique status accords all human beings with inherent dignity, a dignity that extends to both soul and body. For over 2,000 years, The Christian Church, in all her branches, has stood on the teaching that the value of the human body arises from its source, which is from God, and its purpose, which is to bear God's image. We believe current gender reassignment interventions for children are not in keeping with the high value of human bodies, a value determined not by circumstance, ability, or human judgment, but by the determination of our wise creator who constituted each person a body soul unity so we read in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 and Psalm 139 verses 13 to 16 we also ground our humble petition in God's love for children he expressed his love when the son of god said in Mark 10:14 let the children come to me do not hinder them for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Indeed, his deep love for children is revealed in comparing them to those who are greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And because of this love, it is a grave sin to harm children, as we read in Matthew 18, verses 1 to 6. In his kindness, God has provided parents and the civil magistrate for the protection of children. As we read in Ephesians chapter six verses one to four and Romans chapter thirteen verses one to four. Until recently, an obligation to protect children has been widely acknowledged in Western society. The duty to protect children from harm is to be met by authorities in familial and civic contexts who recognize the vulnerabilities unique to childhood. While these vulnerabilities can be preyed upon by powerful external forces, they are also susceptible to the internal confusions and instabilities often accompanying childhood. As Christians, we recognize that we live in a fallen world in which some children and adults experience a perceived incongruence between their biological sex and their internal sense of gender, These feelings of gender incongruence cause severe psychological distress often associated with debilitating anxiety and depression. We genuinely sympathize with the parents and loved ones of those who experience this kind of suffering, many of them in our own churches. However, experts disagree on the nature and causes of gender dysphoria. Persons who try to change their biological sex through the process of transitioning, including psychotherapy, lifelong hormonal treatments, and extensive non-genital and genital surgeries, are attempting the impossible. This reality merely reflects the divine design as God created human beings distinctly male and female so we read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, and Matthew chapter 19, verse 4, and Mark chapter 10, verse 6. Since the sexual binary is rooted in creation and determined by God, it cannot be changed. Therefore, it is not surprising that transition attempts carry many long-term risks. Among these risks, which are often irreversible, include condition, conditions such as sterility, infertility, cancer, cardiovascular disease, strokes, blood clots, pituitary apoplexy, pseudotumor cerebri and diminished bone density. For children the stakes are even higher. Since the brain has not yet fully developed during puberty and adolescence, minor children are not mentally and emotionally ready to give informed consent to life-altering and non-reversible medical procedures. And with the increase in depression, anxiety, isolation, and alienation of children and adolescents in the United States and Canada, exacerbated by the use of social media and more recently COVID-19 policies, Young people often experience fluctuating emotions and internal confusion. Teenage girls especially have been susceptible to rapid-onset gender dysphoria, a recent phenomenon involving large numbers of teen girls claiming to have gender dysphoria. The increased diagnosis of gender dysphoria in girls has been driven by social contagion from current social, educational, and cultural influences. Children whose minds and personalities are still developing do not yet possess the perspective or maturity to make these irreversible decisions. They should be given time to accept their biological sex, which occurs in the majority of teens allowed to progress through natural puberty. Although we respect the expertise of medical professionals it is striking that traditionally medical students had to affirm the Hippocratic Oath, which includes the commitment, I will abstain from all intentional wrongdoing and harm, especially from abusing the bodies of man or woman. This priority of not harming others is ultimately grounded in the triune God who is love, as we read in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, From whence he calls us to love each other, Reflecting this nature of God, one of the greatest commandments is that we love our neighbors as ourselves. Matthew chapter 22, verse 39. And as scripture states in Romans chapter 13, uh, verse 10, and we read in Exodus 20, verse 13, love does no harm to a neighbor. Providing medical intervention for the purposes of transitioning does irreversible harm and injustice. To all people, but especially minor children. For these reasons, we condemn the practice of surgical and medical gender reassignment, especially of minors, and we humbly petition you to protect the lives and welfare of minor children. Sincerely, members of the commission appointed by the moderator of the 50th General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church in America. As I mentioned earlier, there is a written copy of this humble petition on our church's website that you may read yourself at cometochrist.church. I hope if uh, you particularly are a neighbor of ours here in the greater Knoxville area, especially in northwest Knox, I'd love the opportunity to get to know you, hear a little bit about your life here in Knoxville. I hope you'll be a guest with us soon at Christ Church. But until then, may the Lord bless and keep you,